Okay, so we're thinking of the theme of witness this morning. And the passage we looked at today came from 1 Peter chapter 3. And it comes under the title, Suffering for Doing Good. The book of Peter was written to encourage and to be a source of strength to heavily persecuted Christians. So you might think talking about suffering seems a little discouraging, in fact. The passage starts off with the words, Be like-minded, sympathetic, love one another, be humble and compassionate. Peter is giving the persecuted Christians in the northern part of Asia Minor instructions on how Christians should behave. We should all be united in God, be sympathetic to those who aren't, and we should love our brothers and sisters and be compassionate towards them, whilst being humble in doing so. It goes on to explain that if we are truly to enjoy life, we should refrain from doing and speaking evil towards one another. This can be quite hard sometimes. If we can live like this, God will bless us and he will look on us with approval. I love the way the message translation puts this part of the passage. It says, keep a clear conscience before God so that when people throw mud at you, none of it will stick. They'll end up realizing that they're the ones that need the bath. Now, mud, as you know, can be very sticky. If you're a king gardener, you can know how hard it is to, to get off your clothes, to get off your hands. And I often feel sorry for those people who you watch at Glastonbury or another music festival where it's been three solid days of rain and the mud is up to their, to their kneecaps. That must just be so difficult to get off. But if we keep a clear mind and a clear conscience and we know that we've done nothing wrong, even if hard times come, that mud cannot stick, that accusation cannot stick to us. We will be free from accusation as long as God, our Father, knows that we have done no wrong. Now, the obvious person to think about in this situa situation is someone like Nelson Mandela. Now, Nelson Mandela knew the cause that he wanted to bring. He wanted to bring racial equality for the whole of South Africa and was put in prison for 27 years. Now, you can imagine sitting in prison for 27 years isn't overly fun. And eventually, when he was released, the racial equality came for South Africa. But sometimes it can seem a long way off, even if we know we're innocent. We, the blessing can seem a long way off, and that can happen in everyone's lives. And it especially happens to Nelson Mandela. He knew he was innocent and was jailed. So it might seem a long way, but our Father in heaven knows if we are guilty or not. So we're being encouraged to be a witness for Christ. And David recently showed me a video, which we had hoped to show you this morning, but we couldn't find a way to show it to you. So I'm going to tell you what it was instead. It showed a man walking around New York City with his headphones on. He was clearly listening to a worship song. And you could kind of see his urge just to start worshipping God in the middle of the streets. And he's trying to sing along and kind of realizing that people are staring at him. And at the end, he just gives in to this urge to worship God. And he's standing in the middle of the road with his arms in the air, singing along to this worship song. Now, that really connected with me because, as many of you know, I, I studied in London. And when you get off at the train in London, you might be listening to your iPod, and quite often a worship song would come on. So I'd be walking down the road, and the commuters would be walking around, heads down, not saying anything to anyone. And you kind of had to resist the urge just to sing along or tap along to what was going on in your, in your ears. And it could be really hard, because that need to worship really can overwhelm some of us. And um, it did. So trying to avoid doing this in today's culture... Is, is so difficult because people walk around, they don't say anything to anyone. If they do say anything, it's usually, have you got the time? 
Have you, do you know where I'm going? But these commuters, they walk around, they don't say anything. And we, as people now, have no meaningful conversation with each other half of the time. Even when people do try and be meaningful when you're out and about, you try and avoid them. I know myself, I'm very guilty of this. If I'm out on a Saturday morning walking down a high street and I see a man with a clipboard and a tabard, I tend to avoid them like the plague. They're trying to talk to me about something meaningful that actually means something to them. But I don't want to know because it means I'm going to be put out and I'm going to have to talk to them for a little while and I'm not going to get to the shops I need to go to. But he's trying to talk to me about something meaningful. It's, it's a real struggle. Culture requires that we all have the right trainers, we have a nice house and a nice car, and if we don't have all of these things, then we can be looked down on. Living in a place like Linfield, we're so comfortable and don't see people with real struggles. We hear about it through groups like our mission group, and we're really happy to support things financially to a certain extent. But as Christians being called to witness to a secular world, when nobody wants to be out of their comfort zones or talk to any, anything or anyone about anything significant or just show any chink in our armour which might suggest anything resembling emotion. Could we be doing more? It's so easy to put our hands in our pockets. It might not be for some people, but it's the easier thing to do than going out and actually doing the work. And it's great to think that someone else is doing the work. We can quite often give money to charities and think, great, okay, we're going to see a DVD coming out from them in a few months' time, and it's going to show all the fantastic things they've been doing. But could we be doing more? I don't, I don't know whether we think we could be actually the ones out there doing the work. I think these things such as initiatives, such as the Hope Movement that we saw coming through here a few years ago, and the um, Soul in the City Movement, which happened in London, it basically required young people, young Christian people, to come together united in Christ, really wanting to make a difference to their community. And young people were going out and repairing fences, they were painting over graffiti, they were just doing some real grotty jobs that people don't want to do in the name of Christ. And that was an amazing opportunity for young people in that situation to actually be witness to what God was doing. Now, obviously we don't have a lot of need for going and painting over graffiti in Linfield because obviously everything is quite pristine and nice. But is there things that we could be doing? As a church, we do some things really well. We go out there and we give hot chocolates out and we, we provide the tab tableau for the stable at Christmas. And we do all of these things and we open the church daily so people can come in and they can talk to people and they can actually have a meaningful conversation. And these things are all really, really good and they're fantastic and good ways of doing things. Another way we can show our faith is like Tom did earlier, just having a conversation, just telling people about the journey he had been on. Now, stories are such an incredible thing. Jesus was the most amazing storyteller, and stories can really connect to people. You just have to look at the story of the Good Samaritan to see how Jesus made that story culturally relevant, and you know, he just made that story come alive, and the meaning came across. Now, stories are such a powerful way of communicating our faith to people. Could we be having more conversations like that? Could we be talking about our faith to people? Could we be telling them our own personal journeys, hard as they might be sometimes? Communication is a great tool. If we can communicate effectively, we can witness effectively. This time tomorrow, all around the UK, people will be coming together to celebrate the, frankly, disgusting tradition of Halloween. 
Now, it, this completely undermines Christianity. And we see young children out on the streets running up to doors, demanding sweets, or otherwise they'll throw eggs at your house. What could we be doing in a time like this? Now, when I was a kid, my family used to turn the lights off, sit out the back. No one knew that we were in. If the doorbell went, they'd ignore it. We didn't make a sound on Halloween because people were scared of the house getting egged. And it's a very scary time. It's a very intimidating time. But could we be telling the children why we weren't going to give them sweets? It's a, it's a thing that we should think about. How can we be witnesses at such a time as this? Because the whole world is very secular. We don't talk to each other about anything important. We need to do that. As a church, we need to have these conversations. I was challenged a couple of weeks ago in our autumn program to start thinking about how we talk about our faith. And um, I, I remember having a conversation with Jean Gardner about the fact that we should actually be talking about how things have been going for us in a week. We should be coming to church ready to talk to each other about if we've been able to study our Bible during the week. If we haven't been able to study our Bible, we shouldn't be judging each other. We should be supporting each other and sharing what's going on in our lives with one another. It's true that in this time, society and situation, it can be really difficult to stand out to be a good Christian witness. But Christ is calling us to be beacons of hope, truth, and light that will never fade out, never be blown out by the winds of society. We need to be countercultural. We need to talk to each other. We need to support each other. We need to pray for each other and be strengthened in Christ and the Holy Spirit. We're going to have some time just to pray now together. Now, you don't have to do this. I have got a really badly drawn picture of a human being here. Okay. What I thought might be quite nice is if some of you wanted to come and just write your names on this human being, just to show that you want to be good Christian witnesses, and you want God to help you in every way possible to become this witness to today's society. So I'm just going to leave this here. If we've got some music to play, that would be great. And then I'll pray afterwards.